Praise the Lord. God bless you today. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Here's my notes, four pages. Here's what I'm going to morph to because I changed it on the way over here. Did not like the way the first service went, so we're changing it. Um, and we'll get back to it uh, once I refine it a little bit. Uh, our condolences again, Pam, Leah, Albright, Yemenez family. Uh, I went up and prayed with Pete last Sunday morning before the first service. Uh, yesterday we did a committal of his body. Um, you are guaranteed nothing in this life. Uh, but we celebrated, exactly. And we want to celebrate where he's at, and that's in heaven. Amen. And so uh, I, I don't like the term heaven will never be the same when so-and-so gets there, but I know when so-and-so gets there, they'll never be the same, right? Because heaven changes us all. And the good thing about heaven is it can come to earth in the form of Jesus Christ and can change us right here and right now. Amen? Amen. So uh, uh, join us in all the Easter festivities. We'll have... Uh, Palms for Palm Sunday. Pa uh, people say, Pastor, are you still Catholic? No, but I'm a believer, and I love the word Hosanna. Salvation now, healing now, forgiveness now, joy now, everything now in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I like giving out palms. I like, to, I like the way Janie decorates the, the table at Monday, Thursday. Come on out to that. That is the most beautiful spread you'll see in a long, long time. And then we can break bread together. That's over at the chapel on the other side of the uh, App State campus just across the street. Uh, Good Friday downtown. What a great time to get together and have communion together and express and enjoy what Christ did. Church, we have to be careful that time doesn't pass us by and we forget the real reason. I'm not, I, I can't, you're pointing to my ring. Oh, yeah, is she up here? Is Sarah up here? She's right in the middle of my really good conversation. I don't know if, is Sarah up here? Sarah, are you up here? Sarah's not up here. Sarah's not even up here. But Wes is. Wes, Wes popped the question. Wes popped the question yesterday, everybody. Sarah boldly, boldly showed that ring off, and I made sure it was Wes that asked her because he apparently was dragging his feet, so I wanted to make sure that somebody else. Uh, congratulations, Wes. And so let's give it up for Wes and Sarah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Can I get back to my announcements? No? Okay. So then, then Easter. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> it's, good to, it's good to have help from the front row. It's better if it's more timely than, than that. Come on out for all the Easter stuff. Uh, invite somebody. It's a really good time to, to invite people out to the house of the Lord. Um, man, heaven. And it's more real than you can imagine and it's even more real when you know someone that's there, a, a family member, a friend, a, a father, a husband, a son, a daughter. Uh, it becomes real, real. Uh, um, and I think that's the way God wants it to be. He doesn't want us to get so caught up in this life, okay? Uh, a couple ground rules. We, we don't believe, we respect people that maybe think differently than we do, so we're going to honor that. But we don't believe in a purgatory. We believe that that was a time 
where there was a paradise, where people was a holding place until Christ could die. But now Paul says to be absent from the body is to be with Christ, all right? And so we're going we're gonna to be, we, we believe that there's an a instant transformation for those who are on Christ, that if you die in Christ, you're in heaven, you're on streets of gold right now, okay? And that's a beautiful place. You're not, we don't believe in soul sleep. We don't believe that the soul is just asleep until Jesus comes back in 50 years, 100 years, 5 months, or 5 billion years. We believe that, again, that you're present with the Lord once you pass from this life to the next. And we don't believe in oblivion. We don't believe that those names are blotted out forever and, and there's, it's a total destruction. We believe that Jesus spoke about heaven and hell, that both are real, okay? Uh, that our salvation is a reflection of who we are in Christ. And we should walk around in that way, that we're reflecting who, who God is, that Loving God and loving people the way they are is going to happen for all of eternity, okay? So we're, we're in that realm together. Let's go to a, a couple scriptures to start with, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll feed the engine, if you will. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I believe that creation was for us. God didn't need the heavens. He didn't need the earth. He created a spot, a place for uh, people, humanity, to worship because Satan decided he was going to take a third of the angels that were already in the heavenlies, okay, and, and revolt against God. Now, uh, that's how much power of persuasion he really has. And so God created the heavens and the earth, and there was a go-between there. There was a, an opportunity for God to come down in the dew of the day and speak to Adam, and, and Adam could just understand God, and they would talk back and forth, okay? And so there's a creation there. We'll talk more about that. And then Revelation 5, 9 through 14 says, and they sang a new song, and, and I like our worship team. I love their uh, music. I like the interpretation of. I like new songs. I, I love Honey in the Rock out of Psalms uh, 87. I love that, but I can imagine the new songs we're going to be singing over on the other side with our loved ones who are already there. I can see Vato this morning saying, oh, you got to hear this one, Jason. Jason, this is a good one. Yell, yay! The loved ones that we have already up there, mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters and maybe nieces and nephews and unfortunately maybe some children. They can't wait till you get to the other side. Heaven's going to be a party. I mean, heaven's going to be a, a full-on party. You know how it is if you're gone for a few weeks or months and you come back and you, you see people or you visit and they're like high-fiving and hugging and, man, how you been? Can't wait to see you. I know what it's like when we're just gone for a week or two from church. If we're out traveling, we get back in and we see everybody and I'm hugging people and high-fiving and we're only gone for a week. Can you imagine when you see someone who, who went to the uh, other side years ago and you see them for the very first time and you can't wait just to wrap your arms around about them? It's a heaven is glorious. Heaven is a, an amazing, there's a new song up there. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for God. This is why heaven was worth it. Because God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, so that we could, if he died, we could live. And unfortunately, sometimes he wants us to die to ourselves so that others can live. 
Because heaven is not just about us. It's not an all-inclusive group. Or it's, it's a group that will include everybody. It's not exclusive to certain people. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God, for every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them for a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard around, and the throne of living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels numbering, numbering myriads and myriads and thousands and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them, saying, To him, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and forever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and they worshiped. Heaven's a place of worship. Heaven's going to be a place where we can get together with God and God's people and all of God's people from all different languages and all different ethnic groups and all different social environments and all, all different ages, and we're going to worship the king together. And so if you don't like to worship, I would say you need to start changing your ways. You need to get into an act of worship so that you can be prepared for when heaven is like. This is kind of like a trial run. If you don't love people, you need to start loving people. If you're glad when a certain person dies or a certain people group, you don't think it's going to make it. Church, we need to stop judging people. We need to start loving people. We need to love people just where they are, the way they are. And then we need to walk it out afterwards. Why? Because we may be spending eternity with those people. Amen? It's important for us to understand and to know what worship does. We talk about this all the time. Worship is very freeing. Amen? Like we're free in our worship. If you came in bound this morning, you can be free in worship. If you came in and someone in the auditorium was bound this morning, your worship might set them free. If you came in this morning and, and someone watching online was bound with negativity or anxiety or they're anxious or they're worried or they're nervous, your worship may set them free. This is how powerful worship is. Let's go to Revelations 4. Let's read 8 through 11. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around within. And day and night, they never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and forever, the 20 and four elders, they fall down before him who is seated on the throne and they worship him whose lives, who lives forever and forever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed and they were created. Let's stop there for a second. We were created for heaven. You were created for a place that is so much better than the place that we live on, on earth. Or the most, think of the most beautiful place. We like to go with some friends to Cabo every other year and, and hang out by the pools and overlook the ocean and uh, and the weather is like perfect it's a it's always like 80 something but it's a good 80 there's no mosquitoes in cabo 
There's no flies in Cabo. There, there's nothing bad in Cabo. And then when you have good friends with you, it's like Cabo might be heaven. <laughs> but it's yet it's not. It's like heaven's even better than Cabo or the Rocky Mountains or Alaska. Janie and I went on an Alaskan cruise three or four years ago, and it, it, we, just, we, we were awestruck. Now, if 55 degrees and rain is your trigger, that was the, a beautiful trip. But there was something about it that was just amazing about it. The coffee tastes a little bit better. Go figure. And then one, some, one person told us, well, it's because the water's better. Well, it made sense. Better water, better coffee. The mountains were beautiful. We, we, were, we were walking down the street and just saw eagles, just bald eagles, just sitting there everywhere we went. Whales. It's just amazing. But heaven's better than that. <laughs> I mean, heaven is a place where we're going to reside forever and ever and ever and ever. Heaven is a place where we're going to gather with our friends, even those that we just lost and we're going to hang out. You're going to be able to just walk down the street and see Noah. Hey, Noah! David! <laughs> There's King David! Abraham, what, what did you think about just starting a whole generation of nation? Joshua, what was it like taking the, the promised land? What was that like? I mean, how... How in the world did that go? Joseph, what about the dreams? Do you wish you wouldn't have told the brothers? <laughs> Jesus, thank you for taking the cross for me. Thank you for bearing my sins on your cross so that I could go to a place like this. Best thing about Cabo is our friend pays for the, pays for the place we stay. I don't know, maybe one of the best parts of Cabo. It's like a five-diamond place, right? And he pays for it. And I always ask him, you know, I know he's going to what the answer Hey, how much? He's no, it's on me. Don't worry about it. Okay. And, you know, I don't ask him twice. I just ask him once. <laughs> I feel like you at least have to offer. He said, no, bro, it's on me. I said, all right. It's a five-diamond. ain't five-star. They go five-star, then it's one, two, three, four, five. It's a five-diamond place. It's rated, statistically, it's one of the four or five best places in the world you can stay. I mean, we, we feel we're pampered. We get mad if the golf cart is, is late picking us up. That's how pampered we are. <laughs> it's not even a first-world problem. It's an other-world problem. But yet, heaven is going to be so much better than that. I mean, heaven is streets of gold, gates of pearl, walls of jasper. There's sapphire and onyx. There's all kinds of stones. Like every, these women are, are excited when they get a, a, a quarter carat, a half carat, a carat, two carats, three carats, four carats, whatever. Wes, I don't know if you went like four or five carats, whatever you went with, with Sarah there, uh, however big that ring is. But there's going to be walls in heaven made of those stones. Sarah would be like, oh, Wes. <laughs> yeah. Come on. What were you thinking, man? <laughs> God will not be undone by anything on earth. God created earth. He created it for our pleasure, but he created heaven to be even better. 
So whatever misconception that we might have that, well, heaven's not going to stack up to this, do not buy into that lie of the enemy. That's why he was able to take a third of the imps with him. It's because he's a, he's a deceiver. He's a master deceiver. But every time you say holy, there's a crowd of angels in heaven saying holy. And every time they say holy, the 24 elders get on their face before God because he's worthy. And they throw themselves at the master's feet. And the Bible tells us later on in Revelations that every prayer that you pray, Every prayer that you pray to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God Almighty, Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand, the power position. Remember Paul said uh, Peter, James, and John gave him the right hand of fellowship. That was the authority to preach the word. So when, when, when Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father, when he's sitting there and the 24 elders come up and they, the Bible says they pour out vials of prayers from the saints, those are your prayers you're praying to God through Jesus. They're, they're stored up. Every tear that you cried is poured up into a vial. And then every now and then when you cry holy, the saints go over and pour it out at Jesus' feet. And Jesus tells his father, I think we should answer that prayer. That's what heaven's about. That's what heaven's like. Are we floating on clouds like little cherubims and seraphims? Are we, are we like, Jesus said we're like the angels, but not angels. We're like the angels of the fact that we're now in a glorified body. We're in a glorified way. We're, on a, we're, in, a, we're, we're in the end game. We're in the final destination. This is what heaven is like. Heaven is like everybody getting along at the same time. It's kind of like Christmas morning, but all the time. It's like you, you know, uh, Christmas morning where not all of a sudden, like, even if something goes wrong, it's just not wrong because it's Christmas. And your worst concern is, do, does somebody like the present that we bought them, right? But God is like, I've prepared a place for you. Jesus even said, I prepared a place for you. So heaven was created for you. This is how good God is. And then when Adam and Eve broke fellowship because they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then he had to send his son Jesus to make amends, to redeem. And the knowledge of good and evil it still exists today. Every time we start to reason things out, well, this can't happen because, or this can't, but all things are possible through God. That's how much God loves you. He created you to have fellowship with him and to spend eternity with him in a place that is the greatest place that ever existed known to anyone because God put his stamp of approval on it. We love, yeah, give the Lord, thank you, God. Give the Lord a shout. If you love to vacation or if you love to travel or if you love your backyard or if you love your garden or if you, whatever you love, just magnify that by infinity, and that's what heaven's going to be because that's what God did for us. He created the heavens for us. Heaven is, heaven is, is ours. Second of all, heaven is instant. Let's go to that scripture in Luke 23. Jesus is on the cross. There's a thief on either side. You know the story. We, we talk about it at Easter time. Well, we're in the Lenten season. And so Jesus is on the cross. There's a thief on his left. There's a thief on his right. The thief on the left is saying this. He says, if you are the son of God, get us down from here. 
Sometimes we always want God just to do what we want instead of doing what God wants. So they're working for what God wants. Well, God wants everybody in heaven. So church, we need to get busy getting people in heaven. If it means giving them a book or giving them an invite, if it means picking them up, if it means getting them to church or to a Bible study, to a prayer meeting, whatever, we need to get them there because that's how beautiful heaven is and heaven is for everybody. It's like they're not going to crowd me out. <laughs> no, heaven just will grow with you. It's a, it's a beautiful place. So the thief on the cross is only concerned about himself. Hey, if you are the king of kings, why don't you just get us all down? You're the king of kings. You're not getting us down there. And the thief on the right says, hey, stop it. We deserve to be here. We're thieves. We're sinners. We're lowlife. We're murderers. He's not. He doesn't need to be here. And he says, would you remember me today? And Jesus says this, and he said to him, truly, he said to you, today, You'll be with me in paradise. Hey, no church membership class? No Sunday school? No six-month trial run? No water baptism? Today you'll be with me in paradise, son. Heaven is instant. He that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's it. He that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You're saved. Boom, like that. Now... I say, as a mature follower of Christ, you need to make sure your walk starts to reflect the Jesus that lives within you. You need to love God. You need to love people. You, you, need, to, you need to find a good local church to, to, to participate in or watch online. You, you need to do the things that God, through Christ and the Holy Spirit, tells us to do through his word. You need to do those things. But for that thief, that day, at that moment, he was going to be with Jesus in paradise. Paradise was a holding place. Paradise was what some churches would call purgatory today. Now, we don't believe that you need purgatory anymore, and we don't believe that you can pray anybody out of purgatory, but we believe that that person was a God lover in relationship with Jesus Christ. They don't need purgatory either. They're now standing in front of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So where there was a paradise, and he says that today you'll be with me in paradise, Matthew 27, 15, 51 says this. At the moment that Christ cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit, verse 51, and behold, certain of the temple was, was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. Do we have 52? Can you get me the very next verse? Matthew 27 and 52. There's a drum roll. And the tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Let's, let's go 53. Let's mess people up one more time. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Pastor, did that really happen? It had to have happened. It had to have happened. Because paradise was only a holding place. Abraham's bosom, it's called in the scripture. It was only a holding place. It was just a place because Christ hadn't died yet. He hadn't resurrected. Because he hasn't resurrected, there wasn't a gateway into the heavenlies. Because, there, because he hasn't resurrected, there's no gateway to heavenly. They have to go to a holding place. So these are people who had to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior just like you and, and I do. So if we're, if we're receiving Christ, they had to as well. There was no free ticket to... Uh, 
uh, heaven because Christ hadn't died. But now that Christ has died, one of the things he does, he goes and gets the keys of hell, death, and the grave from the enemy. He doesn't, this is not a negotiation. Jesus just goes down to Satan and says, give me back the keys that Adam and Eve forfeited. He gets the keys. He goes to Abraham's bosom. He goes to paradise and he says, hey, everybody. Or he yells like Bata would have, hey. And they knew right away who it was. Do you receive me as your Lord and Savior? Who wouldn't say yes? Same as today. Who would Why wouldn't you say yes? Because church people make it difficult for people to get saved. To get saved, you got to start dressing like Jason. You got to wear a button-up shirt and look good all the time. This is my fourth outfit today. I could, did not like what I got on. Thinking, what would Jason wear? And I still didn't get it right. <laughs> Thank you, Jason, for being a good example. No, I mean that. Seriously. I like to wear a T-shirt and jeans. And Jane says, you can't wear that to church. You're the pastor. <laughs> we've qualified people. We've pre-qualified people. We've post-qualified people. We've shunned people. We've kicked people out. We've brought people in, then kicked them out. The church keeps messing people up. If all we would say is, listen, call upon the name of the poor Lord and you'll be saved, that at least opens a door for transformation to take place on the inside, which is where transformation needs to take place anyway, because Jesus died for what? For all people. All people. Why is that important? Because he doesn't want a club. He wants a world. He wants people that love him for who he is, for what he's done. So Jesus has to go down. And yes, he talks to David and Abraham and Noah and Moses. He's talking to the whole group. He's talking to every major prophet. He's talking to every minor prophet. He's talking to everybody who walked on the face of the earth who was a God lover, but Christ hadn't died for them yet. So now he goes in. And then what happens? All these graves open and people are walking the streets of Jerusalem and it's chaos. And then instantly, after Jesus raises from the dead, and Mary sees him in the garden, supposes he's the gardener. So what, what's taking place? Mary, don't touch me. I'm not yet ascended to my father. The culture of the day is if a king wins something in a battle, he parades his, his triumph behind him through the streets. And so Jesus is going to take his triumph. These people who came out of the grave, he's going to take his triumph with him. And he's going to pray before his father. Now because he's glorified, he's risen, which he always had that opportunity. But now he's all man, he's all God. Now he's all God and all glorified. He, just tra- he goes back and forth from heaven to earth, heaven to earth, until after 40 days he says, now I will be ascended to my father. Why? Because they had to take it by the same faith we take it by. Heaven is yours. And all of these trophies, he goes before the Father because now there's a gateway. And you want to know there's a party in heaven. There's David, there's Solomon, there's Elijah and Elisha, there's Moses, there's Joshua, there's Caleb. There's all these saints. In fact, if you read Hebrews, the 11th chapter, near the end of that is just a who's who of people who have died. In fact, some of them said, I don't, I'm, I'm okay dying that there would be a better resurrection. That's what heaven is. Heaven's a better, resurre- a better resurrection. Yeah, come on. I'm waving you. That's my, that's my sign. I'll flag you down next time. Heaven is a better resurrection, church. I mean, what, what is heaven? 
Heaven's a lot of things theologically. Heaven's a lot of things doctrinally. Heaven's a lot of things biblically. And heaven's a lot of things that we have no idea what it's about. We'll try to examine it over the next several weeks. So what is heaven? And is heaven on earth? Well, Jesus spoke of heaven or the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. All three mean the same. 32 times in the Gospels. He also spoke of Sheol, hell, and Hades 31 times in the Gospels. So we know that if heaven is real, hell's real as well. And we know that there's an afterlife because Jesus said to those who said, I called upon you, I called you Lord, Lord. I cast out devils in your name. I preached in your name. I witnessed in your name. And he says, depart from me for I never knew you. You never had intimacy with me. You did a lot of things in my name, but you did it for yourself. And so what's the, what's the ticket to heaven? Well, salvation, obviously. Jesus, call upon the name of the Lord. But what's the second part? Dying to self. Getting rid of me. Not letting it be about me anymore. Not letting it be about the things I want or the things I need or how come I'm not happy or how come I... What about Jesus? Stand with me. This morning as we sing another song. And not only what about me, what about those that God puts around me? Who can I invite into the kingdom of heaven? Kingdom of heaven is, is full of love. Kingdom of heaven is full of forgiveness. Kingdom of heaven is full of miracles. Jesus represented those miracles in our life. He, blind, he opened blind eyes. He, he opened deaf ears. He opened lame legs could walk. He did all those things, and we have that opportunity as well. But the end game is heaven. The end game is this, is this creation that God has for us that's better than anything we can imagine here on earth. Why wouldn't you want to go? Why wouldn't you want to take somebody with you? If you're here today and you're not a Christ follower, you can simply say, Father, I, I need you to forgive me my sins. <laughs> I need to go to that place that's unimaginable. I need to go to somewhere where you died for me. You died so I could go. Very few people in this life will give up their life for somebody else. Knowingly, give it up. We live in a very self-centered society. And so it makes heaven unattainable. It makes heaven unimaginable. It makes heaven a place that we can't even think of because we're more self-centered and we think this is as good as it's going to get. But when we die out to ourselves and we say, God, thank you. <laughs> thank you for creating a heaven that exists for us. One where Pete is at today. One where Roxanne's at today, one where James Mobauer is at today, just three funerals that we've seen in the last eight or nine days, one where these friends of ours are at today, it makes it, it makes it so real, one where Janie's dad's at today, one where my mom and dad's at today, my brother's at today, where your family's at today, or maybe friends where they're at today are not to be forgotten, but they said, like, God is alive. Heaven is alive. The spirit world is more real than the physical world, but we get trapped in the in the physical world because we eat, keep eating from the tree of good and knowledge of good and evil. Where God wants us to eat from this tree of life. And not only that, but he wants us to share the fruit. 
close your eyes for just a moment. I want you to think of a couple people, maybe during this Easter season, that that you know need Jesus or a church family or the love of God in their life. Maybe they're maybe they're hurting. Maybe they're down and out. Maybe they're maybe they're just a little bit afraid. The church people are going to judge them. And I would say, Grace Church, let's not judge people. Grace Church, let's love on people. Grace Church, let's show heaven to people. A friend who pastors in another city says, let's make it hard for our people in this city to go to hell. How do you do that? Just love God and love people. Just love God and love people. Jesus will judge them in the end. But if we love them, we at least give an opportunity for them to understand what heaven is. Father, as we seek you today, as we seek your face, your promises, your glory, your heaven, that place you made for us. We, we know it's a place created for us. We know it's a place uh, instant to us. We know it's a place of freedom because the, the graves were open. We're free, and we're free. Whom the sunset free is free indeed. Would you lay people on our hearts that we could invite, that we could share, that we, that we could pray with and for, that need to know about Jesus and this segue to heaven. As we sing this next song, Lord, would you help? Lay people on our heart that we can share with. We love you, Father. We thank thank you for creating heaven that we can be a part of. Amen.
of you are hopeful for the eternity that we have to today. This is not the end. You know, that song is so, so fitting. Great job. Um, and I was thinking about the heroes. You know, we have the heroes. And I was just thinking about Grandpa. And I was just thinking, we're gonna, he's a hero. And we're going to be up there. And we just get to be right next to Grandpa and bow down. And I started crying. I was just so excited that that's part of the reality that we have to get to see him again. And I thought, you know, but we're not just Grandpa and Pete and everybody else, but we get to see Jesus. We get to see the one who bled and died for us. The only reason that we're here today is because Jesus Christ gives us a hope and a future. And we really don't know all of what heaven is going to be like. I think we know that it's going to be wonderful, and the Bible tells us specific things that are going to be there, and it leaves out a lot of details. But here's what I do know. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. That in, in heaven, if we are in Christ, we are a new creature. And the old things have gone. Even the world is going to pass away. And behold, all things are going to be made new. And so Jesus came to this earth to proclaim the kingdom of heaven. He said, it is here now. And also, it's not yet here. So we're in that in-between of heaven is here. Because Jesus proclaimed it. When he gave his sermon on the mount, that was his inaugural address. And he says, behold, the kingdom of heaven is here. It's just like this. And he goes on to tell us what it's like. But he also says this, there's going to be a day where heaven is going to come and evil will be no more. So today I just want to encourage you that every time you worship, every time you operate in faith, every time you have that hope, 
you're part of the kingdom of heaven, right? But also we can be more part of it by bringing everyone with us. And one day we will get to bow before Jesus. We can bow before him today. We'll see him face to face and just say, thank you, God, for sending your son. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth. All right, let's just close in a word of prayer. I just want to put a blessing on you. Father, we thank you that we have the hope of eternity because you sent your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. It's only because of the work that you did on the cross. It is only because of the death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus, that your spirit rose Christ from the dead, that we can have eternal life. So we walk in that newness today. And we are hopeful and grateful that one day we will be with our loved ones again, but we will see you face to face. Lord, we ask that we would make the most of every moment that we have here in this life now so that we can make the greatest impact on eternity. And Lord, we are so grateful for all that you've done for us. We ask that you'd fill us with the power to do what you've called us to do even today. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday night downtown at 6 o'clock. Don't forget to pick up your books on the front row if you want one. We love you. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.